0: Rex Heuermann is a demon that walks among us, a predator that ruined families. The Lisk Long Island serial killer podcast, was shocked when the news broke of Rex Heuermann's arrest. After more than a decade of searching, law enforcement officials had finally pieced together enough evidence to bring formal charges against Rex Heuermann. Initially charged with three murders, Heuermann is now officially charged with all four deaths in the Gilgo Four case. I'm your host, Chris Moss, and the Lisp podcast will be releasing new episodes with interviews and fresh insight on the case as Rex Huberman awaits trial in Long Island. While we are relieved by the arrest, the Lisp podcast team will be working hard to share new developments and perspectives as we get them. So please keep your eyes and ears out for new episodes, and if you haven't already, please listen to seasons one and two of Lisk, Long Island Serial Killer, wherever you listen to podcasts. Two more murders, fifteen miles we'll away. In the, the described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. <coughs> of murder. murder. Divorce can happen to anyone. Marriages unfortunately fail all the time. On April 10th, 2001, a man took his fear of a potential divorce out on his wife and two kids. A man who, even to this day, is on the most wanted list and has yet to answer for his crimes. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Robert Fisher was born in Brooklyn, New York in 1961, and when he was just 15 years old, his parents went through an extremely turbulent divorce, one that profoundly affected the young boy well into adulthood. After leaving the Navy, Robert met a woman named Mary Cooper, and the two married in 1987. According to those around him, Robert was extremely controlling of his wife, who was described as a yes-sir type woman. He was also cruel and a control freak. And once children got added to the mix, Robert became a distant and awkward father, though he worked hard to maintain the facade of a devoted family man. By 1998, things were going south quickly. Robert began withdrawing from his normal activities, like church, and even went to his senior pastor for counseling. Around late 2000, he confided in co-workers that he had a one-night stand with a sex worker and was afraid that Mary would find out because he had developed a urinary tract infection that left him ill for several days. He even hinted to a friend that he could not live without his family and hinted towards suicide over allowing a divorce like his parents. Mary, however, was on a different page. While he was telling friends he would rather die than lose his family, Mary was telling her friends she was ready to divorce and leave Robert. On April 9th at around 10.30pm, a neighbor heard the familiar sound of the Fishers having a loud argument. Ten hours later, on April 10, 2001, at 8.42 a.m., the whole Scottsdale, Arizona neighborhood was awoken by the sound of an explosion. Firefighters arrived at the scene and kept the 20-foot-high blaze that rattled the frames of homes for half a mile at bay. Once the fire was extinguished and the men could enter the home, they found that Mary Fisher, 38, and her two children, Brittany, 12, and Bobby, 10, had all perished but it wasn't from the fire. You see, just hours before the explosion, Mary had been shot in the back of the head while the children had their throats slashed from ear to ear. The gas line from the home's furnace was then pulled out and the accumulated gas was ignited by a candle that, as police were now certain, was lit by Robert Fisher, giving him a 10-hour head start. With that much of a lead, catching Robert Fisher was going to be a challenge. On April 14th, 2001, Robert was named the official person of interest and officers were instructed in a statewide bulletin to arrest him for the murder. On April 20th, 2001, police found Mary's Toyota 4Runner with their family dog Blue inside at the Tonto National Forest near Young, Arizona. The area was searched thoroughly, but Robert Fisher, nor any trace of him, was never found. In fact, the vehicle was the last piece of physical evidence ever found in connection to the Fisher case. On July 19th, an arrest warrant was issued in Phoenix, and he was declared a fugitive, making his arrest a federal one. On July 29th, 2002, Robert Fisher became the 475th fugitive to be placed on the FBI's 10 Most Wanted list, and a $100,000 reward was offered to anyone with information that could lead to his arrest. As of 2003, the FBI received hundreds of tips. None have panned out. In 2004, the FBI thought they caught a break when a man who looked remarkably like Robert Fisher was arrested in Vancouver by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. However, after fingerprinting and a family ID, it turned out that he wasn't their man. As of this moment, Robert Fisher is still on the run, and police are no closer to catching this violent man. Many believe that, when they found Mary's car all those years ago, that Robert was hiding in a series of caves near the area and that he most likely died from low oxygen levels. Others believe that he started a whole new life with a new identity, or, more likely, that he made good on his promise and took his life after the lives of his family, meaning we just need to locate his body.